0: Hello, one and all, and welcome to the podcast we call the Fantastival, with myself, Stephen Nusbaum, in the podcast, where I invite my guests to come on and talk to me all about their musical tastes, their memories, their experiences, and they get to collect their fancy festivals, which I have christened fantastivals We are now on episode number 89, and it's May already, I can't believe it, 2022 is flying by, so happy May, everyone. And before we start this one, I just want to say a massive thank you to Lucy Nicholl, who was my guest in episode number eighty-eight. Great lady, great musical taste, great books as well. So if you've not listened to that one, please go back and listen to that for her phenomenal lineup. You might find an actor you love, and you might even find your favourite new author. So that was eighty-eight. This is eighty-nine. Time to introduce the guests on this episode of the Fantastical Podcast. And this podcast has given me the pleasure of reconnecting with a lot of old friends who. For whatever reason, you just lose contact through uh, as life goes by. You get married, you have kids, you move away. But back in 2005 slash 2006, me and this gentleman were very close. We ran our socks off in HMV Wood Green, having plenty of fun. One of the best co-workers that you could ever dream of. Night shifts, don't worry, we had it panned down. Kiss blaring out through the radio, kinks blaring out. It was all good. Back of house playing Guitar Hero, in stock rooms back when Guitar Hero was a thing. We had the glory day, so ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only, it's Mr. Jefferson Davis.
1: Hey, Steve, an absolute honor and pleasure to see you again.
0: It's been far too long. I'm so happy to have you um, on the Fantastical Podcast. When I first came up with the idea of the podcast, you were on my first draft of names. I'm sorry it's taken me up to 89 episodes to get you on, but I'm delighted to have you here
1: you're a big deal now you know you know just you know <laughs> forget the old friends just bump them down the list a little bit yeah that's fine yeah absolutely. i completely really understand
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely it's jefferson i always like to check in with my guests before we start talking music to find out how they've been over the last couple of years it's been a tough two years lots has happened just have been catching up you're now a father lots have happened to you so how's the last kind of two years since lockdown been for you
1: yeah, I, I don't feel like I can complain. You know, I think a lot of people have lost jobs, um, have lost businesses, have lost you know loved ones, and um, and we've uh, me and my family have have, have fared well. Um, you know, I think I think it was challenging. I think I had. You know what the challenging bit was was the that that Christmas one, that Christmas lockdown where it was like winter and you couldn't even really go out and do much. That was the tough one. I think the kids were at home for 13 weeks. So they were they'd had enough as well of being in the house for that long and missing and missing their mates and school and stuff. So yeah, challenging. But you know, we we got through it. We got through it. And um, and and some some really interesting things that have now happened off the back of it, you know, with the with the likes of the ability to work from home and all, you know, companies and people that I've the company that I work for have have now just gone, hey, just, just work from home from now on, which is amazing to be here for the family and, you know, my daughter, I've not missed a single thing, you know, not missed a step or, or a first word or anything. So so there's, there was a, a, a positive there. But yes, yeah, thankfully now we're over the other side, right?
0: Hopefully. Seems to be. Fingers crossed. So I introduced yeah. you. We had a great time back when I was a mere 25-year-old slash 26-year-old, had a lot more hair, I remember you being probably a bit blonder. I, don't, I can't remember if you bleached your hair. We were much, much younger. Uh, I'm glad to say we're much wiser today. But if anyone doesn't know you, Jefferson, tell us a bit more about yourself. So, like, who is the man behind the myth who I've just introduced on the podcast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, blimey. Well, I, I guess I am um, a... I... I, I wouldn't say uh, frustrated musician i would say frustrated musician and i've i've had a a, a, a quite a interesting journey over the last uh, couple of decades um with with music um, but really it all started so my my dad um in the 80s was a was a stand-up comedian and then got into the likes of um, sort of cabaret acts where you had to sort of diversify and be able to do many, many different things in front of an audience. So I was, you know, the age of six, seven, eight, watching my dad on stage doing drag, uh, (laughs) fire eating, uh, Elvis Presley impersonations, and and just uh, magic as well. (laughs) Like, and I think that's where like the, the seeds of what I, I wanted to do um, w- w- were firmly sowed. I, as soon as I was like 15, I just wanted to be on stage, but I just didn't know how to play an instrument. So I got this like big book of the Beatles. It was like gold colored, I think, and it contained all the guitar music for every Beatles song ever written. I just opened it up and just went, right. I'm, I'm going to learn to do this. Um, and the great thing about you know my, my dad and my family is that they didn't ever force things on on me. So it took me until like 15 to be able to even pick up a guitar, despite the fact I'd seen my my dad do it. In fact, I was more interested in dancing. And uh, I was <laughs> more interested in fire eating, but I wasn't allowed anywhere near the equipment. <laughs> and um, and and from there, just you know, went to university, and all I wanted to do was just be be in bands and. Um, and did that for, um, you know, a good 10 years until the, the band that I was in, which I, I thought, you know, we were, we were onto something. But after like the 17th lineup change, I, w- I was just done. I was just done with bands and the egos, and despite playing, uh, you know, all the lovely unsigned venues of London and, and feeling like I was really starting to make progress, it was like I was just done. So then decided to do it on my own. And at that time there was this big influx of well, loop pedals and things. It was sort of quite a new thing at the time. Now it's completely, you know, gimmicky yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, you go to the the fringe festival, you walk down the, you know, the, the, the street and every, every single busker down the road has got a loop pedal. Um, but back then it was kind of cool and new and, um, and sort of dedicated myself to, to to learning how to do that and how to make interesting music within the confines of just staying within a, within a continuous loop. And then, yeah, felt again like I was sort of getting somewhere, playing festivals and things like that. And um, and yeah, then I had then I had kids. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, a, you know, all of the pedals and the samplers and everything just sort of ended up in the attic and um, and actually then got it all out and and decided, no, I, I it can't stay in the attic. Um, so now I play the occasional festival, um, the occasional fate, because I'm a bit more of a community person now and um, and yeah, playing in a, a couple of uh, covers bands as well. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's. It's 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 an interesting journey. There's always still the thing that I always feel like I'm I'm still going to play Glastonbury. I'm at the age of you know forty-one. I said it under <laughs> my breath, but you know I'm still going to play Glastonbury and I'm still going to I'm still going to rock audiences across the world.
0: <laughs> I would love to see that happen. And you know one thing I think the last few years has taught us is never say never. Always a chance. And I've seen you sing and play guitar. I've seen plenty of music videos that you've done, and it's a pleasure to uh, watch you do your thing it's an amazing thing to uh, to watch and be part of so Jefferson it's obvious from just what you've just said how big you are into music kind of what what genres are you into is there one genre that you listen to or is it a, a lot across the board going on
1: no and it's weird I've kind of come come in and out of different journeys with different genres like when I was in my teens i was just massively into 1960s and 1970s rock music and anything that fell out the side of that now the idea that daft punk was around at that stage and i'd be like uh, is is ludicrous to be like looking back at that going what are you what are you what are you thinking come on <laughs> it's amazing it's really fresh and it's it's interesting and it's yeah and and then slowly as as i've gotten older i've become more into you know EDM and 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 things that are far more left field and yeah so no specific genre at all
0: yeah open book which is always yeah complete. which is always good is there anything at the moment that you're listening to so I had a friend who went to <laughs> see Bowling for Soup and Lit at Brixton at the weekend and he posted a video of Lit doing My Own Worst Enemy which led me down a rabbit hole on Spotify into like the best of 1999 playlist. So the last like two days I've been reminiscing on like Foo Fighters, Stone Temple Pilots, Blink 182, loads of great bands who I must have been working through all of these releases because I was working at H&V in 1999, but they all seem to have passed me by. And you're like, how did I not recognise this at the time? Yeah, Because I was so in my Oasis... The verve and my cast phase that everything that's come out passed me by. So, enough about me. That's what I'm into at the moment. What what are you listen to at the moment, whether it's new or, or an older act?
1: Yeah, actually, on the subject of Pass Me By, going through this process, I was going through the odd festival uh, programs that I kept from festivals that I'd been to, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And what was really interesting is that looking down the program, the list of, of acts, again, it was like just going on to the previous point is that, oh, my God, I can't believe I was in 400 meters of that act playing at that festival that I was at. I wasn't even aware of them at the time, but they were like two years later became like my favorite band. But yeah, I, I suppose at the moment what's on the um, what's on the playlists, um, the Villagers, I've been really really impressed with their output um sort of the last two three albums and that's sort of quite quite a a new romance and actually they've been touring in every gig that they've had in the books i've just not been able to make which has been which i've been absolutely gutted about and i suppose the the problem is is living with with kids you know that spotify your like your year in review um where it tells you just it used to tell me how cool I was, and now it tells me like your your favourite <laughs> your favourite song. You've listened to one thousand two hundred minutes of Idina Menzel, um, <laughs> and you know you've your favourite acts are the the cast of Frozen. So I try not I tried to blank that out um, as as a gauge. But yeah, I I think uh, Lucius as well is another band that um, I've been listening to, and thankfully we've just. Book tickets for they're playing at um, Shepherd's Bush and sort of in the autumn. Um, yeah, and War on Drugs as well, that recent album, which,
0: uh, yeah, big fan of. Great stuff. I know you, you're paying with the Spotify wraps. I think last year, my number one was a band called Arcade State, who I was lucky enough to have on this podcast. Number two was like Sam Lamberth, who was another guy who had on a podcast. And from like three to like nine, it was like Zombies soundtrack, Zombies 2 soundtrack, Great Showman soundtrack. It was just stuff that wasn't. <laughs> wasn't mine but I guess that's the world that's the world we live in um, these days so Jefferson let me take you back we're of a similar age um, so I imagine this was probably mid 80s late 80s and you got a bit of money in your pocket heading into town down Oxford Way I believe of where you, where you grew up Do you remember buying yeah. your first single or your first album and what they were
1: yeah my po- <laughs> oh God my uh, my pocket money was I'll take a trip down. First of all, I go to McDonald's to get myself a banana milkshake, uh, <laughs> and then I <then> will <laughs> back up on myself, get myself straight into Woolworths. And um, if 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 they if this particular band had released a single, that'd be in my that'd be in my pocket. I might have even got more than the one single because back in the day, an act would like release three versions of the same single, but with different remixes on and maybe a different cover. Um, and that band is um, eternal. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was, that is not cool. That's not cool. But, you know, you, it's, it was just, yeah, I was sort of infatuated with them. It's bizarre, isn't it?
0: As a four yeah. piece or was this as a three piece? I,
1: I mean, I didn't mind. I, <laughs> di- I mean, you know, when um, Louise, it was Louise, wasn't it? Yeah. She left the band. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't have any, any effect on, on, on my adoration.
0: <laughs> amazing i did not this is the great thing about this podcast you always learn things about people that you don't expect to learn and people are always honest yeah. and always look back on it with a sense of uh freedom which i which i quite like and and you know devotion to their fandom at that
1: point oh god i just i wish i wish i could i could say something that had credibility but i'm i'm just going to be honest here that's that's how it went posters on the wall you know, and actually, actually it, it it was only a couple of years later, and then when it came into sort of the Britpop world, it was sort of a similar love for um, for Sleeper and and Louise Weller. With, with it, just basically, Eternal came off the wall. With all the, you know, the blue tack marks and, you know, uh, pictures of Louise Wenner and Courtney Love and things like that just all, all went on the wall, like, you know, a couple of years later as if it was some sort of boy growing up montage on the on the bedroom walls. But, yeah.
0: Great stuff. Sleep are still going. But unbelievable. Well, not unbelievably, but good to see them still going. Louise Wenner went to my high school. So, as I went into year seven, wow. she left the upper sixth form. And it wasn't until... One of my mates, I think it was a guy called Dan, was reading Q in a, in the a sixth form common room and there was an interview, this was like 95, 96, with Louise Wenner. And then someone had asked her a question saying, your favorite teacher? And she said, oh, I went to Bill High School, my favorite teacher was Mr Mills. And we were all about to go into a lesson with Mr Mills. And we were like, no way, because like, no one knew she went oh. to our school. So nice little fact there. About uh, yeah. about Louise and sleep. Small
1: claims court.
0: <laughs> that is the smallest of small claims court that you could yeah. ever uh, wish to be in. So, this podcast is all about getting people to come on, create their fantasy festivals. Sounds like you've been to a few festivals before. Are You a big fan of them? You've been to many?
1: Um, I probably not as, as as many as most, but a, a huge fan, and and also love playing them as well. It's because I'm just just tapping into that energy and just. Just being there entertaining, and feeling like I'm a part of something um on the other side is 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 wonderful, but yeah a, a huge fan um unfortunately i've only been to Glastonbury twice uh, and but always always wanted to get back and and this time take you know the family, maybe we should start with like something like a camp festival before <laughs> before the the dizzying uh experience of Glastonbury, but yeah,
0: so I'm guessing Jefferson that you probably went to Glastonbury when it was more. Guitar orientated than what it is today. Do you have any highlights from those two Glastonbury festivals you went to?
1: Oh, I, the one of them is magical, and and it was like comp, like full on sunshine. It was I think it was one of the hottest Glastonbury's that has ever ever occurred in 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 2010, and. I suppose some of the some of the magic really came from the idea that I'd been to previous festivals like your Reading or your Tea in the Park and the last band that plays and, and really to some extent like even my latitude and last band or headline of plays and everybody just almost goes back to their tents and the sort of thing that I didn't understand and no one explained to me which was at Glastonbury is that the last band plays but actually it's kind of like when it starts, right. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's kind of this this whole entire world opens up that you then end up getting lost into, and it it becomes more freakier and more sinister and stranger and and more surreal. And um, and that was that was the thing that I I loved the most, and probably the thing that I've struggled the most with with um putting a lineup together here because it's almost like I'm adhering completely to your rules and 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 your 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 times but there's almost a part of like hey can we move this to like three in the morning <laughs> <laughs> when, when it gets all a bit weird uh but um the, the that the first that was the first class the second one is uh it's 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 not ideal um i really wanted to see arcade fire i wanted to see them at glastonbury and knew it was going to be huge and i've missed tickets but I knew somebody who could potentially get me in, but I had to join uh, the poo crew. So I had to, I had to effectively sign up to be some of the people that cleaned the toilets. Oh, and wow. I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm in my mid, I'm in my mid thirties. Like this is, this is surely a young person's game of people that you know. I don't know. I was just so desperate to see Arcade Fire and and. And, and Metallica. So I, I rocked up at, at, at this festival, and I was—it was explained to me that I'd be able to see all the bands that I wanted. And really, you only have to put in like a couple of hours. As soon as I arrived there, I was working continuously for about five hours, cleaning toilets. But not only that—is getting the bins and 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 the—it was like sort of one of those compostable toilets as well. So people basically do their thing in a wheelie bin, and they had to. I had to like be the one that closed the bin and and took it away to put on the back of the lorry, and it was it was sort of hor- <laughs> it was horrible, and I literally I couldn't I, I I came home I wanted to burn all my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was one part where I've, I've gone into this particular toilet right there's this huge queue it's on a morning that I think it must have been like a Saturday morning and everyone's looking terrible. And this is big queue, and I've I've gone in there. I'm like, sorry, sorry, you, we, we nobody can actually come in. I, I have to go in here and clean. It hasn't been cleaned for a few hours, so I've gone in there. And they basically what they do is they give you a squirty thing, they give you a brush because it's like compostable, so you throw like sand, I don't know sawdust or wood chips or something, and and they give you like a massive industrial size um, toilet roll. And <laughs> I've gone in there, and. I'm like, right, the main rule, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting quite experienced about this now because I've worked five hours the previous day. I, I know what the score is. You basically just don't look down. You can get through it as long as you don't look down. So the thing right like there I was, I was sort of squirting and I had my brush and I was clearing the stuff away and I wasn't looking down and I wasn't even looking at anywhere. I was just trying to close my eyes. And I opened my eyes and basically the whole entire place had been covered in poo. like. And I looked at the end of my brush and I realized that what I had done is I'd accidentally dipped it and literally just painted the walls and the floor <laughs> and the toilet seat in, in this stuff. And I was like, oh, God, like the main golden rule is what you do is you come in here and you leave it looking better than how you found it. That is the one golden rule the the first rule of poo club is that's that's the first rule of poo club and um and i, I looked around i'm like I, I don't even have enough equipment with me to be able to clear up the chaos that i just literally created and then i came out of there just like oh my god what am i going to do and i'm looking at this queue of like 20 20 people all waiting to get into the thing that i just literally destroyed with my brush and um i was like think of something think of something and i was just like oh sorry everybody you can't you wouldn't believe what someone's done in there you wouldn't believe what someone's done in there and they gave you in the bag they gave you this like red tape to say out of order and i just covered the whole <laughs> thing with out of order tape wrapped it around multiple times and it's like oh right okay let's go to shangri-la let's see what it's like there instead <laughs> so But I got to see Arcade Fire and managed to get out of the the shift to be able to see them. And that was um, that was a magical and golden moment. Um, And I would say it was worth it. Uh, It wasn't. um, No, it was. It was was worth it. It was. That's good. I was going to
0: say, I hope Arcade um, Fire lived up to your expectation uh, of that, which is great to hear that they did. What about um, gigs, Jefferson? Any gigs for you that that stand out as being your favourite gigs that you've seen?
1: Yeah, um, I. There was a, a, an exquisite performance um, from uh, Bonavera at, at Latitude. Um, that was that was incredible. I think it was around sort of on his second album. That was unbelievable. That, another um, act as well. The, the so many to be honest with you, but um, Pulp at, at at Reading. The likes of. Uh, Bobby McFerrin um, which was you know like don't worry be happy but with the way he sort of captivated an audience that was like his like almost his sellout song Um, but the the rest of his material and and stuff like that was was fantastic. I'd probably say that the the darkest moment was the first gig I ever went to that at the time it wasn't so dark but to explain it now my my parents that when i was eight years old um to be to portsmouth guild hall to see uh, gary glitter that was that's the first gig i ever went to um that was <laughs> that's yeah it's uh it's, yeah we should we should cancel that um but yeah um Oh, what other ones? Um, Aerosmith was a, was a fantastic uh, performance for for a sixteen year old in sort of nineteen ninety seven time. LCD Sound System as well. Um, I've seen them a couple of times, um, and yeah, they they never fail to deliver. Um, awesome. And actually, recently we don't get many great bands playing around the area which I live and public service broadcasting came uh, a couple of months ago and like sort of the audio and visual and uh, sort of the cerebral way that they do it was was Amazing, loved
0: it, yeah. Great stuff, great bands mentioned there, some great gigs, great festival stories as well. That, um, great
1: bands, except one of them, but yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that poo story, I think, might live in the uh, in my memory forever, so thank you for, uh, for but, sharing uh, yeah. that one. Always love a good story yeah. on this podcast. So, like I said, at the top of the pod, this is all about getting Jefferson, he gets to collate his fantasy festival so he gets to choose any five acts, one of whom must play one of their studio albums in full and to close his fantasy festival, all of his five acts get to play one song together which Jefferson can choose, That can be any song to end his fantastical. So it's very simple, five acts take five time slots. So in the last episode, of the fantastical podcast had Lucy on. She collated her Midlife Crisis Fantasy Festival and she held hers at Pearson Park in Hull. In her opening next slot, she had new and upcoming band, The Ra's, and had them play their album in full, which is a great choice. In her super second slot, she picked another new band called The Raytons, which is a fantastic choice. In her Midway Madden slot, she picked Babes in Toyland. So she went back to the 90s and picked a 90s band there. In her pre-headline act slot, she went a bit more modern and picked Wolf Alice. Wolf Alice now getting picked a bit now on the Fantastical podcast. A great choice. And for a headline act, she went back to her youth, back to the nineties and picked senseless things, so five acts there from any genre you can pick. For her encore, she went with a fairly, um, not modern, because it's a bit old now, but went with the hives, hate to say, I told you so, and had all her, her acts play that song. So it's very straightforward, five acts, five time slots, very simple to do, but before we go through your five acts, you've got to name your fantasy festival, and you've got to give it a venue. So, Jefferson, what are you going to call your fantasy festival?
1: I think I'm going to call it um, Jeffstevol.
0: <laughs> I like it. Not, I should have seen that one coming, but I like it. I like it a lot.
1: No, I, I, I mean, yeah, I've, I've only, I only just sort of thought of it about yeah a couple of hours ago, but I think that's what it is. And I actually, I feel like Jeff's. Uh, and people with the name Jeff, they're getting a sort of a bad reputation at the moment with, I think comedians are poking fun at them. You know, I think it was on Once to Do in the Shadows. I think she said that Jeff is a terrible name. <laughs> I think Eddie Izzard was like, you know, saying that, you know, Darth Vader was you name? Know, Jeff Vader. So I think this, this is one for the Jeffs. Even though I'm a Jefferson, this is one for the Jeffs. And I think maybe we put in a... Um, a strict door policy where only people called Jeff can come into the festival.
0: Oh, I like it. Or it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's it. Done.
1: Not. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we could have like a sort of a subtitle. There's, there's millions of Jeffrey all under one roof. Oh. Um, but, actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe actually that might be too gender specific. So actually people called Jess, People called Jess can come in as well. So it could be Jeff's and Jess's.
0: Love it. Yeah. Love it. My daughter can get in. Um, so there we go. That's all good. So that will tick that box. <laughs> so, Jeff's the all, And you can hold this fantasy festival anywhere you like. We can go back to Wood Green, hold it in HV Wood Green. You can take us back to Oxford. <laughs> the look in your face when I said wood green was priceless. Well, this isn't a visual podcast. <laughs> Ooh. We can go anywhere uh, you want to take us. So you can take us abroad. You can keep us in the UK anywhere you like. So where, where are we going to hold festival?
1: I'm going to go down to Cornwall and I'm going to hold it in the Lost Gardens of Heligan, which is um, uh, interesting. Where I, where I proposed to my wife, but it's 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 this sort of quite interesting place with lots to lots of like cubby holes to explore and i think that's what i love about festivals is that element of discovery of not knowing what's around the corner and 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 particularly when sort of night falls and it's all dark and you're sort of creeping around the forest and then all of a sudden you you stumble upon an awesome band and i think i think it'd be a Brilliant, brilliant location for that. Like where like Bestival, when that was at Robin Hill, it had that similar vibe of like you could tell by day it would host families and, and activities and, and lots of places to explore through their beautiful gardens. And I think I think Lost Gardens of Heligan would be awesome for that.
0: That's awesome. So we've got festival taking place in the Lost Gardens of Heligan. It's gonna be an absolute super fantasy festival. So before we talk about your five acts. I know how much of a big music fan you are. I know how much this probably pains you to only get it down to five. Are there any acts that you want to mention who you love, but for whatever reason just haven't been able to make it into Jeff Stival? Oh, it's
1: painful. It's so... Do you know what? It's, it's. I can only make up for it by saying that Jeff Stival is going to go on for for... A whole week, <laughs> and it's going to be more bands, and the the time slots are going to you know go up until you know three or four in the morning. Um, but yeah, there's so many that have 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 missed. The- the, the car i mean it's it's insane like how how can i not include bruce springsteen like it doesn't compute like would would i choose bruce springsteen over the some of the bands that i've chosen i, I probably would but so i don't understand like that's a quandary um you know how can i not choose you know like the the absolute greats um you know how can i not choose aretha franklin and billy Holiday and led zeppelin and the kinks and and um, you know the doors, Chaz and Dave. How can I not choose Chaz and Dave? <laughs> but yeah, there's loads. You know, um, actually, I've got this. I, this list is far longer. I mean, ACDC, dc Soundgarden, Feist, um, Todd, Terrier, Apparat, um, Benfold's Five, Pulp. Oh God, it's yeah. It's been hard work. It's been Nick Cave. Oh, the Falls. Us. Oh, just <laughs> yeah. Excruciating, excruciating.
0: Yeah, well, that's the beauty of the fantastical You only get to pick five difficult five, but it sounds like some great acts are missed out. So let's get rounding to the five. So festival sold out. So we do have an opening time of two till three. It's your fantasy festival, so you you can push the timings back if you want to. So don't worry about timings. But your opening act is going to get an hour to play. Open festival. So who are you going to have in be your opening act at your fantasy festival?
1: I'm going to choose Andrew Bird and it was one of those gigs that I went to a few years back at the Roundhouse where, and this is sort of why I'm choosing it, is like I wish everybody that I knew could have seen that. Like it was something really special and magical about that experience of being in his company, doing the things that he was doing and because I was really into the loop peddling at the time. I was sort of going for a second reason of like almost a recce of like, well, how do how do other people do it? And he was he was doing it sublimely with violin and whistling and just soundscapes and an and incredible band. And I'm, I'm choosing him. This is a last minute decision as well. Like this was like half an hour before we started our call. I, I, I crossed I crossed out like a, a dance act and I whacked that in because I just I feel that everybody needs to see him. I, I, that's how sort of magical I think he is live and extremely prolific as well like I know he's he's actually playing this year and even I'm like should I go like he's since I last was was following him he, he releases an album every year I can't keep up and um you know would I would I would I know any of the materials but I'm you know I think I'm going to treat myself
0: great stuff Andrew Bird first time he's been chosen for a fantastical I must say it's a name I recognize but I couldn't tell you like one song by Andrew Bird so was, the way you've described it makes him sound like quite an interesting artist one one who's got quite a lot out there to choose from for a new listener
1: yeah a huge a huge amount of material he's yeah extremely prolific but and, I, and I actually, I don't even know if the, the albums do it justice. You know, when you actually mm. see, see the exquisiteness of the performance it, and, and seeing it come to life and the way that he constructs it, constructs it in front of the audience is, um, yeah, it's far better than what I've ever been able to do, really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew Bird makes his fantastical debut. He's your opening act. He's going to play for an hour, an open gestival. So, we'll take a break after he finishes half hour. They'll not be time for your super second act. So Jefferson, who are you going to have follow Andrew Bird in your super second slot?
1: So this act is also going to play the album in its entirety. Um, the album I checked on Spotify is fifty-eight minutes uh, long. So yeah, two two minutes for applause. No delay to the next act. You know that sort of thing. Perfect. <laughs> and that is uh, Rufus Wainwright and the album One One. And I've seen Rufus play um, a few times. And it's it's wonderful that you don't know what you're going to get. Mm. Um, you don't know if he's going to arrive at a band. You don't know if it's just him and a piano. Literally, the ticket says Rufus Wainwright. And that's, that's basically all the information that you have. Um, also, you don't know what set of songs he's going to play. And I've loved it. And um, Rufus, if you're listening, you know, big fan it's great what you're doing is great um, but um, yeah he misses out some some tracks literally every time I've seen him he's missed out some tracks that have been key to my breakups or my my romances and um, and and you know milestones in my life and yet if he just played that album in its entirety um, I'll, I'll be very very happy.
0: So are you having him in full band or are you having him full solo so full band? To
1: to to replicate exactly how the, 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 the album plays out and how it's performed. You know, I'll, I'll let him throw in some surprises if he wants to. You he know, can get Brian May to play guitar on the last track or something. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, um yeah, that's that, that would be key. And uh, yeah, that would be wonderful to watch.
0: That sounds awesome. So Rufus Wainwright makes his debut on the Fantastical podcast as well. He's going to take your super right. second slot and he's going to play his album one in full. So 58 minutes, two minutes applause. I'm sure he'll. He strikes me as being an artist who probably talk quite a lot as well. So I expect him to go slightly over his allocated hour slot.
1: Yeah, he'd probably do some sort of uh, monologue about Liza Minnelli or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was uh, one performance I watched. He was quite scathing about her and and his relationship with Judy Garland. Or you know, it was it was good to watch, but it was a uh, it was all very bitchy, but but, but in jest. But yeah.
0: <laughs> so he is playing just all he's signed up he's got an hour I think he might go slightly over that but he makes his debut as your super seconds act we'll take another half hour break after Rufus then it'll be time for our Midway Madness slot so two acts down three acts left so Jefferson who's going to play in your Midway Madness slot oh,
1: this, and this oh, this is such a hard slot this is a hard slot because it's you, you, it's building up now but at the same time it's still daylight and and a lot of the bands that I love would have a magical light show, something that would encapsulate the music and something that would add to the atmosphere. And I don't know how well this band would fare in daylight, but I'm choosing them anyway based off actually previously discussing the, the Glastonbury where I cleaned up um, human <laughs> excrement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I am going to go with Arcade Fire because it was so biblical. And I just wonder if I if I had not done a huge shift doing what I did that day, whether I would even enjoy it more. But it was it was it was so incredible. And they were able to. It's funny, I've always thought of Arcade Fire as something at the start, anyway, as being slightly on the, the outskirts. And it was only when you saw that group of people coming together, it was like a real light mindedness that everybody was chanting those songs together. the 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 just it's just it was so inclusive and and also because they're on they're on the cusp of getting slightly more into electronic music it just had that dancey vibe to it as well so again ideally i'd throw them much much later and maybe even an after hours but i i I would love to hear them again
0: great stuff any i mean obviously arcade fire now in my head, they're still like a fairly new band, but they're not at all. They've been around now for like 15, 20 years. Any any songs, for example, that they would have to, they only get an hour, unfortunately. We can obviously put them on later. And obviously it's fantasy festival, so we can make the sky black or we can do stuff for the light show. We can get around that. But any songs <laughs> that you, if an hour they only had, that they absolutely 100% have to play and can't be left off their set list.
1: Oh God, a good question. I, I like the fact that you can make the sky black.
0: <laughs> we can do anything, it's fantasy festival. The sky's black. It's a very Truman show, <laughs> like
1: you're just like you know Ed Harris just putting these levers and making the sky black. I was, yeah, love it, love it. God, um, yeah, um, you know, reflector, uh, the suburbs. Um, uh, I, I just you know wake up. I think you know those those would be absolutely key. I think actually the more songs off the the suburbs album, which a, a particular favourite of mine, would 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 play very well. In, for me, anyway. You know, it's Jeff's is for me.
0: Absolutely, mate. <laughs> and, other all Jeffs, and
1: other Jeffs who are all <laughs> like me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Arcade Fire, they make their fantastical debut as well. First time Arcade Fire have ever been picked for a Fantasy Festival lineup. Really? So, they are getting their God. debut whim, and the rest of his clan are coming to play of all We're going to make the sky turn black. We're going to have an amazing hour. Arcade Fire, one of those bands who. I was always I was lucky enough that when their first album came out, I was lucky enough to work in central London, where trends always kind of started there back in the day. So I was always very aware of them. And I remember seeing them play like places like Yulu and thinking, no, nah, I can't be asked to see them. And in the Astoria and thinking, I still can't be asked to see them. And then I remember vividly a four-night run at Brixton and I got offered tickets for that multiple times. I went, no, nah, I'm still not into it enough. And I look back now and think, what was yeah. I doing not refusing tickets like that? Back in the day, to see a band like that on the rise, exactly the right time to see them. Whereas now, it's going to be headlining a festival and have to shovel poo to get your ticket, or the Ota Arena or massive gigs. Whereas back in, the, it would have been amazing to be with them. Because so I remember they used to like wake up, used to like go into the crowd and play in the crowd and take the crowd outside. And there's loads of like YouTube videos. I remember watching of them just doing stuff that hadn't been done before at that point with the audience. And you're thinking, wow, this looks amazing. One of my it, big musical yeah. regrets, I think.
1: Oh, well, you know, they're, they're not going anywhere. So I think, um, you know, if you, if you can get a chance to see it. I mean, it was, you know, oh, God, well, how do I even forget everything now as well? I mean, I know that's like a, you know, a quite a yeah. uh, radio friendly one, but I mean, just from a, getting a huge amount of crowd to chant and sing along to yeah. stuff is yeah it's just awesome they just know how to do it the 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 rise and the fall and the, the dynamic and they the know how to build up and then they know how to drop you know i think it's um for a band that talented i mean it's like there was like 25 of them on stage i think there was more of them on stage than there was in the crowd
0: <laughs> but yeah great stuff i'm sure Lovely. they've got a new album out as well in the summer so probably a good chance that they will be touring that to see them which i'll definitely try and do so RK fire for the first time, make a fantasy festival lineup. They're gonna get an hour, the sky's gonna be black, and then after they finish, we're gonna take a half hour break, and then there'll be time for two acts, your pre-headline act and your headline act. So Jefferson, who's gonna play in your pre-headline act?
1: My pre-headline act is going to be Talking Heads. And pretty much, from from a lineup point of view, and from the musicians on stage, I I would like it to be as close to the video uh, stop making sense as possible. It's just that wonderful mix of at times gospel, at times funk, at times you know left field, weird, quirky. I would I'd give anything to see that. And almost uh, with with the fantastic thing about that particular live video as well is just the way that it builds. The introduction of band members as the songs go on. And oh, my God, the bass is is just hypnotic. Um, I, yeah, Talking Heads, without a doubt. In fact, I'm going to try and do a couple of Talking Heads covers next time I play a festival. But I know it's just, it's not, it's not going to be the same. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to try and see if I can steal some of those drum beats and just, you know, play over the top of it. But yeah. So, yes, Talking Heads, that will, I, and I think that, actually, I probably should have checked how long. Stop Making Sense is and how much it, where it would cut off by but I'll leave it to David Byrne I reckon he can he
0: can come up with a good set I reckon David Byrne in an hour and a half would give you exactly uh, what you want to hear so Talking Heads take your pre-headline slot not the first time they've been picked for a fantasy festival I feel like we've spoken about Stop Making Sense quite a bit on the podcast with people's experience of that which is great so great to see them selected for another fantasy festival so they're going to get an hour and a half and they are going to rock the house and that will take us in to half past eight. So your headline act are gonna get two and a half hours to bring Jeff Devil to a close. So an amazing first four acts. You've got one act left for your headline act. So Jefferson, who's gonna headline Jeff Devil? Oh
1: man, how I mean this is is it I mean this is unbelievably hard yet unbelievably clear to me at the same time. I mean the idea of not picking a, a Rolling Stones or a Beatles or a Nirvana uh, yeah or a Fleetwood Mac, you know, that that's that's the inclination. But I'm still going there. I'm still going into legendary status. Ste- Stevie Wonder. I've, I've seen Stevie. It was, you know, it was phenomenal. Um, I don't I don't feel like I need to revisit that. However, um, David Bowie is a, 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 a childhood hero that um, I've I've wanted to see for, for many, many years. There was a huge period of time where he wasn't touring so i decided as soon as he was going to play a performance which was 2004 tea in the park i went and traveled all the way up to
0: scotland
1: to go and see him and i i've never traveled that far for a band like that that was the level of adoration i had and i arrived and they said um sorry david is 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 a bit ill and um he won't be performing and i'm like devastated in my tent head in my hands oh my god like i've traveled all this way to see him and he's not here that was actually i do believe and one of your listeners may be able to correct me that that was the last time he was confirmed for a uk booking like 2004 i don't think he did anything since if somebody does know please let me know actually no don't because that made me feel (laughs) bad that i missed my second opportunity to see him and then the yeah the mc came on Compare came onto stage and went, um, ladies and gentlemen, your your headline act today is not David, but the darkness. And it's like, oh. oh mate. And the darkness came on. I tried to enjoy myself. Um you know, try to make the best of it. Maybe just by having a sixth pint of tenants. <laughs> <you> <laughs> know, but, but yeah. devastating. So for, for the purposes of the fact that this is an act that I've desperately wanted to see for so long, um, somebody that's been so present in my childhood all through the fact that I've got much older sisters, you know, 13, 15 years younger than me, going through their vinyls and seeing this strange man on the front of many of these um, huge, huge vinyl um, jackets and 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 being sort of that that mystery that he has just, just pulling me in and that, that level of intrigue um, means that he is, he's, he's, he's got to be the headliner. He has to be the headliner for Jeff Stable. And, um, and he has to play whatever he wants to play as well. And, you know, stuff off Blackstar would be, would be unbelievable too. But yeah, there we go. The headliner. And then a huge after party where all of the other bands that were missed get to play all night, <laughs> <laughs> secretly in a field somewhere in the Lost Gardens of Heligan.
0: amazing do you know what i normally um i have a list of predictions with people i know but it's been so long since we spoke up until this point in my head i had one name written down for you in your fantasy festival and it was david burry really yeah i'm sure about five or six years ago i saw you do something on facebook like a live gig maybe in like your front room with like an acoustic guitar and i remember you like when a
1: lockdown gig
0: was it locked was down? It feels like so much longer. And I'm sure you went yeah. off on of like a Bowie tangent. And I remember like, not too much, but talking about Bowie like in the shop. And again, I'm going back like a long time. But yeah. I had one name that I thought would come out of this. And David Bowie. So good to see that my memories haven't um, haven't let me down. The 11th time he's been picked for Fantasy Festival. Really? By far and away okay. now, the most chosen artist act of the Festival history by a mile now, pulling away from all other... Acts. So, David Bowie headline festival. He's going to bring back out Talking Heads, Arcade Fire, Rufus, <laughs> Rainwright and Andrew Bird at eleven o'clock to close their Fantasy Festival. I'm sure Bowie's played with Arcade Fire. and probably Rufus at some I th- point. I think he has. And probably, probably Talking Heads. Talking Heads. Probably. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's, that doesn't make me sound very diverse, does it? I mean, that's that's terrible. I need to I need to I need to start listening to other genres and. Um, yeah, everything else, but yeah. So yes, they all come on to sing this one song, right?
0: Yeah, and um, play any I don't, song of your choice. Do,
1: do you know what? I'm going to choose this song, but I've got to say, I don't think they're going to make a good job of it. <laughs> I think it's just, it's not in their remit. It's not in their comfort zone. And you, you know, like, you know, sometimes when you have that, the, the, the horrible moment when a rock star dies and they get on the greats to sing the rock star's hit and you listen to it and you're like, oh, that is... That's awful. Oh my God. You it, separately, you're all very talented, but you you haven't got a handle on this <laughs> song whatsoever. Or they try and do like the you know, the Beyonce wobble or the, you know, the Mariah Carey thing where they add too much to the original vocal and it's just like, oh, this is not good. Um yeah. I think I think actually the only people I've seen nail it is like sort of Prince singing while my guitar gently weeps and George Michael singing Somebody to Love at Queen. Anyway, I've gone on a bit of a tangent there. So my encore is John Farnham's You're the Voice. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear. I, I I I don't even know what it sounds like, but I just want to hear two hundred thousand Jeffs and Jesses all singing. Whoa. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's all I want to hear. But, you know, it's it's you know, the lyrics are quite relevant. I
0: well. think Arcade Fire would knock that out of the park, personally. Yeah. I think Rainwright yeah. would bring his element to it. And if you got Bowie in, you're not going to go wrong. I think Talking Heads would do a great kind of support and support within that song, and I think <laughs> Andrew Bird could be looping yeah. stuff all around it. I, I think you've created a, a phenomenal encore to end Jeffstival, which is going to leave all your Jeffs and all your Jesses leaving... Thinking, what have we just seen here?
1: Again, yeah, they don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be a massive, massive come down on Monday. They're, they're going to go to work really depressed, just thinking about how great Jeff Stival was. was. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> great stuff. So Jeff Stival in is completed let's lock it in then, so you can still change your mind up until the point of the lock in so we've got Jeff all taking place at the Lost Gardens of Heligan in Cornwall in your opening act we've got Andrew Bird Super Seconds we've got Rufus Wainwright going to play his album One in Full Midway Man we've got Arcade Fire pre-headline slot we've got Talking Heads. and headlining your fantasy festival Jeff all we've got David Burry and for your encore they're all going to come back out on stage and end your fantasy festival with your The Voice Jeff are you happy to lock that into the fantastical vaults? I, uh, yes,
1: absolutely, Steve. Oh, Thank you very much for this opportunity to to, to put this out there into the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought we might have our first changer as we were locking it in. Oh, God. You... I, don't, I don't know. It's just, I just saw on
1: my bit of paper Led Zeppelin and I just, oh, it's, uh, but no, no, no. They, they they just have to be they just have to be playing for two thousand and twenty three, absolutely. Something, you know.
0: <laughs> so that is done then. So I guess before we finish, in Jefferson, what's the what your future look like? You've obviously talked about kind of you love singing, you love kind of performing. More plans to get out there, like and, and go to more <laughs> yeah. gigs.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and actually, it, it got to a stage previously. Um, where where I was trying to make a career out of it, where there was an element to it that wasn't enjoyable. There was the the the, the packing up, the playing, the waiting, the, the 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 basically the whole entire night to to do your half an hour slot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it went really well, and sometimes you had you got that hit. Other times it wasn't. You know, the festival going all the way over to North Wales. And it was, it looked incredible. This, you know, it was around the time when people were making festivals left, right, and center. And it had all the promise to be a fantastic festival. And you, you show up there and it's like, oh my God, this, there's no one here. I think actually Soul to Soul played as well, like, you know, a couple of hours after me. And like, they played in front of no one as well. And it was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Um, And and you just got so frustrated because it wasn't career progressing. Mm. Um. And, and now I play for fun and and, and, and now I uh, have I've rediscovered the joy in music not only sort of listening to it playing it and just uh, uh, appreciating appreciating the moment so so that is what the future holds is 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 more of that and and just being just ha- having that that exchange that positive exchange when playing music rather than thinking about it for some sort of um, benefit to me and my progression and that
0: sort of thing really so yeah I love it that's beautiful if anyone wants to follow you to keep track are you on social media do you do social media
1: yeah um it's it's under name Jefferson Duke I made that decision because Jefferson Davis just brings up a load of information about a confederate American president um (laughs) do do you know what I looked
0: I looked for you on Twitter last night just to see if you're on Twitter and I typed in Jefferson Davis and there's a whole lot of American history behind that name my friend
1: (laughs) There is, yeah, and I'm not named after that particular person as well, thank God. Um, I'm literally, you know, my dad's called Jeff and I'm Jeff's son. It, it's it's that, there we go. Um, but <laughs> but yes, Jefferson Duke, and I am on Facebook and, and YouTube. And um, yeah, yeah. feel free to look me up, and hopefully I'll be releasing um, a, a much longer awaited EP um, at the end of this year.
0: Great stuff. I look so forward to listening to that. Uh, It's beyond words. So that is it. Thanks to everyone for listening to the 89th episode of the Fantastical Podcast. If you've enjoyed this one, please subscribe. You can give the podcast a review if you're listening on iTunes. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can also rate the show. So please do because the more higher ratings you get, the more Spotify and iTunes push you up in their uh, demographics and their recommendations. So that would be lovely if you can do that. We've just spoken about social media. The fantastical Podcast is on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, make sure to give us a follow at FantastableP. And if you want to get in contact with the podcast and you aren't on Twitter, drop us an email at fantastablepodcastatoutlook.com. Unfortunately, can't play music on podcast, but I'll get some tracks uh, from Jefferson and we'll create a nice little Spotify playlist of all the acts that he's had at his fantasy festival. And if you do like any of the acts, you can go to our uh, Jefferson's former employer, my current employer, HMV.com. Bit of a shout there. Store <laughs> for any albums. Also on the high street as well. So if you've not been to a music shop for a while, get yourself in there so episode 89 done dusted a massive thank you jefferson like honestly i'm so happy all day i've been telling my wife sarah how much i've been looking forward to reconnecting with you and having you on the Fantastic podcast that's part of the beauty of doing this podcast i mean how have you found it i've had a great time talking to you and, and reconnecting and listening to you talk about music it's clear that you're very passionate and will go to extreme lengths to see some of the bands that you truly love
1: Steve, it's been an absolute honour and a pleasure thank you so much for inviting me Um, deeply flattered and um, yeah, let's go for a beer hey?
0: (laughs) Absolutely absolutely, defo, so I'll be back next week, episode 90 is on the way, so please make sure to join me, but until then stay safe my fantastical friends please continue to spread the word and that word is fantastical, thanks for listening